How do you measure yourself with other golfers? By height. It's a very, very special honor. I'm Paula Creamer, and you're listening. Well, we're waiting. Hi, this is Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese from Cobra Kai, and you're listening to Golf Talk Live. Let the word go out from here across the land. Let Daddy Noonan uh, approve. Hey, this is Shooter McGavin. You're listening to the 19th Hole Podcast. And welcome to another edition of Golf Talk Live's 19th Hole Podcast. I'm Alan DePew, and I am joined by Eddie. We only have, we're, we're going out in threesomes today. I am joined with uh, Andy Hydorn and Christian Nazamus, noticeably absent, Bourbons, a.k.a. Boston Bob Baldessari, and our favorite teacher of the youth of America, uh, Brendan Elliott. But they have very good reasons. Both are on the road, boys. So uh, it's just three of us. What's up? Gentlemen, it's good to good to be back in the saddle here. It is. It is indeed. We missed you last week while you were eating bagels in Brooklyn. Um, yes. yes, Christian, I understand congrats are in order. You've got some new uh, things taking place in your world. So congrats. Maybe we'll maybe we'll share that at some point. Maybe we won't. But I want to start down under Mike. I want to go down to the down to the and have a little shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> the live report. When Andy Hydorn has the live report ever been numero number one on one of our podcasts? <laughs> the live report is a crucial piece of the golf talk live podcast. It's the fabric of the golf t- golf news that keeps the yes. world golfing public. Anyway, Christian. What do you think of live down down under? Um, I think it's a it's a funny mimic of the PGA Tour. We'll put it that way. <laughs> All right. So for those of you that are you know immune to social media, let's just put it this way: Live had their uh, I don't even remember. I don't even know what the name of it was. Andy, you're gonna have to chime in on that. But Live had a golf tournament, and it was it's it's been said that the people of Australia are golf-starved. I would agree that that's probably the case. They turned out in droves, they said, 75,000 people were there. My, I'm not going to lie to you. My first thought was they either gave the tickets away for free or they were paid actors. I, I couldn't decide which. <laughs> Sounds like a little conspiracy going on here, Alan. I'm a, I am a very much a conspiracy theorist. But Christian, <laughs> Christian, your your comment about imitation flat as the, the kindest uh, form of flattery. They created the stadium hole, and it did not disappoint, or did it? Um, I don't think it necessarily disappointed to a live standard. I think if anybody from a live standard would say that it's actually better than the actual stadium hole that you would see on the PGA Tour. Um, but do I think me, th- I don't think it surpassed it personally. I mean, what you, what you have at the waste management Phoenix open, that's like the, that's, that, that's the, that's the stadium hall period. And they can mimic it. It was definitely funny and it was definitely unique and different to watch it. I mean, I watched a little bit of live golf. I won't lie to you. Cause I wanted to see the hype about it. So, you know, but 
I think that any anybody associated with Liv is going to say that it's better or the best hole they've ever played in golf or whatever. But I don't necessarily think that it's – I mean, it's just a golf hole. People are just getting drunk, rowdy, and – I mean, I think Australians, I think Aussies know how to party a little bit more harder than Americans, though. Well, they, 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 they lined up at 3 a.m. in a race to that hole. Not. Um, I guess the person that probably can say it was great, Chase Kepka. Andy? Ex-University of South Florida bull golfer. Go Chase Kepka. Ooh, very nice. Um, nice. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, to, to Christian's point, like – let's not get too far down the road here of being like innovative because they've literally just copied the 16th hole of waste management. Right. I mean, same atmosphere, same setup. Um, and you know what? Cool. If, if that's, what's fun, I would imagine it's fun for the players too. Um, and it's definitely fun for the fans. So, but, but don't, don't come at me with this, you know, this is this is our invention here. They, they just literally copied every bit of of uh, waste management. So when Chase Kepka drained it and made a hole in one, what did he get? Did he get him like a million dollar or some crazy? No, he got a million water bottles in the head. Well, I was just about to say clearly they did not been to the stadium's eye where they take the cap off the the, the Foster's beer cans because yes. those things were raining down on him. I figured yeah. somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna oh you hit me in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you guys think that really, you the, hurt my eye? I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> bull. I'm thinking of Bull Durham. I'm confusing sports here. Did you hit me with your right? Your left? <laughs> hit me with your pitching hand. Given given their viewership over the last couple months or whatever it is do you think live needed this to happen to to increase viewership on for their ratings i think it was it, a big moment for live needed what to happen the, the, like the stadium whole concept like something to this nature to to boost their ratings to boost their presence on social media to do whatever they can to try to compete with the pga tour maybe i mean in my opinion the the dynamic that's most interesting to me is and Alan, you just alluded to it. It's in Australia, right? Um, there's not that same dynamic of PGA tour and live being, you know, these two, you know, Rams butting heads. It's they, there's not that same dynamic. So generally speaking, live is, is probably a welcome addition to, um golf in australia and and you know australians tend to love the game and you know yeah. just one other thing for them to to uh attend and watch some good golf now a caveat to that for the on the pga tour side because i just thought of this as we're as you were talking you know how like the pga used to do world golf championship for example at you know mexico city for that matter do you think the pga now should be having more worldwide events with the top players in the world say over in a place a country like australia or somewhere expanding outside of the u.s like they have done a little bit in the past yeah i mean i i don't know because there's an australian tour right true there's, right there's a sunshine tour in in south africa and you know there's some news this week from the pj tour about the Latin American tour and the Canadian tour kind of becoming one. 
Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it's, I don't know. I know they want to go gl as global as possible, but right. Um, no, it's just more of a yeah. I was just interested in what you guys had to say on that. I actually, well, no, I actually believe that they should follow like the the ATP tennis tour, and and I think that I think it would be great for if if there was one universal brand. This is where you're going to get into the question of coexistence or one you know global entity. Then yeah the world's a much smaller place than it ever was in the past. I mean, they're not taking boats to the, to the open championship. So okay. why fly over to and play and then play someplace else and then go to Johannesburg and then go to wherever the, the next tour stop would be. And as I said, I think it's the, I think this was a big moment for live. Um, they were going up against the Zurich. Uh, that's not a transition by the way. Um, so it was kind of a, okay, we, they got a lot of, they got a lot of FaceTime on social media and everywhere. And that's why I said they were paid actors. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, do you, do you really, do you really consider that they were going up against live or going up against Zurich? I mean, I don't, I don't even really consider that. I just, I just think live is, is its own entity and, they do everything they can do on social media to to promote live right which which they should but i i don't even necessarily look at at the live schedule versus the pga tour schedule anymore i just oh i mean Andy, i don't even look at the live schedule period i yeah. mean i i i've i have never watched a live anything yeah other than Chase Kepka knocking it in and bear cans raining down on his head and, and some really unusual fit, uh, chest pumping. Yeah. So do you, do you think, let me ask you this. There were other chests that were out at that hole also, apparently according to Christian. I, I missed all those, but I don't, I don't have the, uh, the 25 year old Instagram account. So, <laughs> but, you know, if, if Chase Kepka didn't make a hole in one there, would you have seen as much, live on social media no i would have, i would have seen dan rapport or somebody like that commenting on how taylor gooch should play should play four rounds just to see how low he could go yeah well he shot over part of the last round but he had a 10 shot lead and ended up winning by what two <laughs> three maybe i, I don't know I can say that this past weekend in Australia that Live Golf averaged more than 90,000 fans tuning in to watch. On on the CW? Mm -hmm. And what were their numbers in the previous? It was like... Was it was like, a couple, was couple hundred thousand. It was wasn't that anything 90, special. That was 90,000 per day? Per Google, it says Live Golf this weekend saw more than ninety thousand fans, um, either attending or viewing uh, the event in Australia. No, that has to be. No, this has. This is the most. This is the most successful edition of Live Golf tournament that they've had in the last two years. Yeah, I, I would. I would I think. See, that I want to see that. You know what I want to, Christian? You're 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 Mr. Google. See if you can find the market share. For CW, because when when they finally got the contract with CW, I remember 
which which event was that? Was that Mexico? And that one did well. And then the very next week was like down like six percent. So crazy number. Yeah, I don't I don't even recall. I don't direct TV so, doesn't did, did, Taylor, did Taylor Gooch take advisement from Greg Norman on how to almost blow a lead or to, or lose lose in the anyway. Bad 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 humor. I'm tired. I've been on the road a lot. I, I would say this the the least interesting or the two least interesting professional golf rounds for me or professional golf events for me last weekend were live in the Zurich. I, I couldn't give two shits about watching the Zurich. I just think I just think that's such a bore fest. Um but I was interested in the Chevron. Well I can tell you that the times that I have watched the Zurich this past weekend, Patrick Cantlay is still very slow. <laughs> Playing with Xander, he's still extremely slow. I think I counted, he shuffled his feet, I think, four different times before he hit a four-foot putt. Um, so that would be uh, the highlight of me of that tournament. But no, seriously, Riley, who, who won it? Riley and... Um, and, and Nick uh, Taylor? Yeah, I think it was Nick Taylor. Or Nick um, Hardy. No, Hardy. Hardy. Yeah. Hardy. Um, I did watch a little bit of Sunday, and they just – nobody was touching them on the golf course. I mean, they were just feeding off each other all day. I mean, it was birdie after birdie after birdie, and one guy hit a bad shot, the next guy picked him up and, and so forth. They were, they were just a great duo for that day. I can't, I can't <laughs> remember what – I wish I could remember. God bless me. There, there was a social media out there about Patrick Cantley and his slow play and things that you could do faster than Patrick Cantley. It's a butt. I, I, <laughs> I saw You see that? That. <laughs> that was hilarious. I forget. Was definitely... it, was, but it was it was something that was long, long and drawn out, and it happened before Cantley made contact with his driver. <laughs> Oh my! All right, so uh, three point two million is that what you just came up with, Christian? Yeah, the article I just sent you guys. Yeah, it was like three point. I mean, I'll read you the first sentence in, in the article I saw. The opening weekend of the twenty twenty three Live Golf League on the CW Network generated an audience of over three point two tr- uh, million total views across all linear and digital platforms. Good for them. I guess those damn linear platforms. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so out of live further live news transition, Andy Hydorn. two players. And we've already mentioned the sibling two players uh, have made personal news because they have each come out and said, if asked Mr. Captain, we are available. DJ and Brooks want to play in the Ryder cup. What say you? I think that's I think that's awesome. Look, the Ryder Cup is is you know it's it's one of the premier golf events. You know, every two years on the calendar, and I I would hate to think that that Zach Johnson or Luke Donald wouldn't have the option of choosing with their captain picks a live golfer if they think that that 
you know, that golfer would, would uh, give their team a better chance. That being said, I would pick Kepka in a minute if his game were still trending like it has been. I wouldn't pick Dustin Johnson for nothing. I mean, that guy just doesn't give a shit. I don't think he's he's had a very remarkable Ryder Cup or President's Cup career. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think he's laid an egg several times. I just don't think he gives a shit, and especially if you're not getting paid. Um, he's all about the money. So, uh, But I do like the fact that the captains, um, the idea that they'll have an opportunity to pick someone who can give them a better team. So, uh, Christian, DJ's Ryder Cup record is 7-9-0, and including a blistering 1-4 and record uh, the last time it was in 2018, the last time it was overseas at Paris. I, I, I agree with Andy, first and foremost. I think Brooks, if Brooks continues to play the way Brooks has played, that he did at Augusta for that matter, but even some, a little bit better, I don't see how Zach Johnson could not pick him, if I'm being quite honest with you, as a captain's pick. Caveat to that, I also think that Luke Donald, how can you not pick someone like Cam Smith, for example, in a President Cup or Ryder Cup setting? Wait, can, Cam Smith, he's, he's eligible to play. He can, yeah, but Cam or, Smith is the President's Cup. But here's the problem. He can't in the President's Cup because the President's Cup is managed by the PGA Tour. The, but this is where I wish – Bless me, Bobby and Brendan, where are you when we need you? We need your PGA crest tonight. The PGA of America runs the Ryder Cup, not the PGA Tour. They are banned from the PGA Tour. So, therefore, are they eligible? Or does the PGA Tour and the PGA not want to piss each other off? Well, I think I think the lit players are eligible if – you know, they qualify to play in the PGA Championship, are they not? I haven't seen what the official ruling is on that yet. I mean, I thought I thought that if they were, you know, on the the exempt list for one of the categories that they can play. Maybe I'm wrong. I have not uh, and, seen And by the way, I need, to, I need to correct this in, in show here. I, I, I gave you a seven and nine record was pre, pre whistling straights. He actually was one of the first players in forever to go five and out at whistling whistling straights. Okay. Yeah, but you've also seen a huge change in DJ over the years. I mean, you can just watch it from the full swing documentary. All DJ DJ set right now. He's comfortable with where he is, his life, oh, yeah. and what he's doing. Okay, <laughs> financially, he's he's very comfortable. But I, I will say this though, if if a guy like say, and I'm gonna, th this might come as a surprise, but if Phil plays the way Phil did in the last day at, at Augusta, the rest of the live season, do you think he might get a, a head nod from Zach Johnson saying, you know what, I could use the experience on my team as may like say like a last captain's pick for that matter. Yeah, I I, I think there's there's too much of a of an exceptional dynamic with Phil. That would be corrosive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now, do you do you think Luke or Zach, for that nature, are going to feel pressure into taking a live golfer? If it's just one, two, do you think the media will hype it up too much for people, or no? No, I don't think no. so personally. But but I can see I can see Zach Johnson taking Brooks. 
Oh, by far. Hands down. Stone cold assassin. I, if there's any pressure at all, it would be to not take a lit player, I think. Yeah. I agree, I agree with that. I don't think I mean, right, right now, Brooks is back to where Brooks used to be. We just talked about it right after Augusta. I mean, Brooks is playing great golf right now. I mean, honestly, him and Cam Smith have to arguably the two best players on live, the entire circuit of live by far. I'm still taking Cam Smith just because of his his style of play. I think he's I think Cam he's a phenomenal Smith player. Is doing nothing. By the way, I'm, let's let's turn back segment. We didn't even touch on that one. The dude is a freaking rock star in Australia, right? He, I mean, he was like legendary status. They, they when they were whole, doing their whole rock or their like rockabilly thing that they had going on and down there, and he came out on stage. I mean, they 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 treated him like a god. Yeah, two time major champ. Is he two time or one time? I didn't come prepared with my stats. He is no, he's he's one time. It depends on what your classification of the players' championship is. Yes, he won the players. <laughs> the fifth major in golf, but no, yeah. he's one time major champion. But no, he he honestly he was just he was the element. Uh, he was in his element this past week. Honestly, I mean, just seeing him in this in his home home country because so. he's got a mullet. Not true. Rocking with the mullet. He's the first one to admit, by the way, that his golf game is not good right now. Oh my god! Honestly, look at look at the stats. Him, the minute he went to live, he played well in like maybe the first two events or whatever it was. His golf games went to shit since being on live. Everybody's yeah. game has gone to shit since going to live. If you think about it, not just Cam Smith, every single person's game has Except gone to for shit. Brooks. No, Brooks, Brooks when he golf when game Brooks was, first was yeah. in the toilet when, when he went to live. When no, when in the first half of the season for Liv, Brooks played like shit. He only he's only been playing well, honestly, as of this year. If you think I about like it, Brooks. don't pick on Brooks. I, I like Brooks too, but I'm just saying, like he he hasn't been playing well. DJ just doesn't give a shit. Bryson's on freaking him and Patrick Reed are just on a different planet half Ooh, the time. You take Captain yeah, America. Patrick, you take Captain Reed. America at the Ryder Cup. He's no. playing good golf. Like he finished, he finished like second or third this past week. I'm being biased when I say that, but I feel like there is going to be more drama around Patrick Reed than Phil Mickelson. Yeah, guys yeah, would rather yeah, pay. Yeah. yeah, guys, I think on the team, the JTs, the Jordans, all of them would rather play with a caliber of player like Phil Mickelson than Patrick Reed. They're, they're, both, they're, they're both they're both so tarnished. Maybe that's the wrong choice of words. They're they're the the, the negative. Yeah, but it, the drama around them to be no, it's just not gonna. It's either DJ or Brooks, one of those guys. If they even take anybody at all, does Europe have anybody that they can take? Is there anybody playing well enough from the I'm, European? I'm, I'm looking right now, and I would say no. Like, there's nobody. Like, unless you want to look at like the veterans. Like, you want to take Poulter for the raw raw effect. Well, like Sergio and Stenson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those guys, you know, there's there's really nobody. I'll take the, the kid uh, from Poland over over those two. Yeah, I mean, uh, it just seems like like there's they're not missing anything by overlooking the live players. Thomas Peters, I mean. I don't know. There's just there's just not not really any 
the the European, you know, the the wave they're, has kind of they're not going to win for the next. I said two decades before we hit, I hit record. I'll say I don't predict. I predict that Europe does not win for the next ten years. Yeah, which is five Ryder Cups. Yep, that's not a crazy thought. I mean, if, if, you, if you look at the ebb and flow of how it was for Europe versus the U.S., I mean, since what was it? Since eighty? Was it eighty-seven? When when was the when was Brookline? Ninety? No, ninety-one, right? Yeah, I believe I believe eighty-nine was Kiowa, right? No, yes. ninety. No, Brookline was ninety-nine. Um, That's right. Kiowa was ninety-one, I think. Okay. Um, you know, the Bernard Langer cut on the last hole with Hale Irwin. <laughs> that was also the year of uh, Mark Sankovacchia. Yes. <laughs> he was reduced to tears. <laughs> I found him on the beach crying, actually. I, I'm being serious, yeah. I know. Dude, I, tell me, when I played Kiowa this past fall, we were down there, Andy, I literally came to 17. I'm like, just don't shank it. Yeah, how hard is that do, hole? By do, the way, do not hit a snap fade. Do not hit. Well, I apparently I play from the senior tees, according to Christian. So I want I wouldn't know how really hard it is. But those guys in it in the wind was just it was how left to right, and uh, yeah, Kakavecchia like skipped one, tried to skip it across the leg. <laughs> And my biggest takeaway, my biggest takeaway from my little round down there, which was amazing, by the way, was the fourteen foot gator I had, had walking across my path. That was kind of unnerving. Yeah, that is definitely neighborhood of gators down there at Kiwa. Yeah, I saw the biggest gator in my life ever there. That's that's not even a Florida gator. Nope, it's a Low Country gator. Low Country gator, Christian, get us, take us back north. PGA Championship, you're living up there. What's your early – what's the word? What's the word on the street? What are we looking at? Um, I unfortunately live up here, first and foremost. But secondly, I would say um, if Mother Nature does not treat us well for the next month, two months, um, I don't know how good that course is going to be. Dude, it's been rain we're, and we're shit. Three, we're three weeks away. It's It's been rain and shit. Honestly, up here, as as you guys saw in our group chat, the weather yeah. sucked. It's yeah. been terrible. It's been in the forties, fifties. We're, we're, oh, we're, we're going to be lucky think, right now. I do not think they will ever play another PGA Championship north no. of of Virginia. No, because nor, nor should they because of the unpredictability of May golf. Yeah, it, it's unpredictability. Like, yes, it's Oak Hill. It'll be it'll be tournament ready. Because it's Oak Hill, but like the greens won't be as fast as they normally would. They're going to be slower. They're going to cause problems. It's going to be wet. The rough's going to be longer than shit. It's gonna. It's going to not be your normal PGA Championship tournament. I think. I, I think you could go north to maybe like Philadelphia. Yeah, probably. You could do Philly right now this time of year easily. Yeah, but anywhere in upstate New York, no way. Not any, not. I mean, it, unless the PGA was back in, like, say, if, if they moved it somehow to like June, July, or something to that nature, yeah, yeah, yes. But definitely. no, May, God no. Yeah, you're just. I don't know. You're just asking for trouble. 
We, we had a week. Yeah. Oh, by far, you're asking for a boatload of trouble. Because yeah. you, you're going to have guys that are, like, say, I don't know what their schedules are like or when they're playing, but you're going to have like JT, Spieth, Rory, Finau, all these top players are going to probably be flying into Rochester within the next two weeks, right? Especially if they miss a cut, they're going to go get more prep at, at, at um, Oak Hill. It's going to be a way different golf course than what they're probably anticipating, if I'm being honest. They're used to firm, fast, hard. It's not going to be that. I mean, hell, honestly, this time of year in, in May, wouldn't shock me if it rained every single day. It's just a mush fest, right? It's a mush. It's terrible. It's yeah. we had, we had one stretch where it was like 85 every single day, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, summer's here!" Holy crap! Two days later, it's 42. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like back to reality. Unfortunately, well, so it was high as it was high as 62 today, and that was at 4:30 in the afternoon. Yeah, it's. We looked so at we looked at the ten day forecast and it looked pretty nasty. It looked awful. It's terrible, you know. Like and, low, and lows in the low forties. Yeah, I I I hope that weather, at least. <laughs> yeah, I would hope that and pray that it would probably be in the low seventies by then. I mean, three weeks away, you have to assume it's going to be in at least in the sixties, seventies. But I don't know. It we're going to need like. A lot of a lot of good things happen in our way because it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a swamp because it's, it's it, if people don't know in the Northeast specifically speaking in upstate New York Buffalo Rochester and Syracuse every other day rains a lot yeah <laughs> the springtime is a swamp yeah so if you like wearing white golf shoes as an example I wouldn't Andy who do you think they're, they're gonna turn brown who do you think that favors. Who does it? Joey Sindelar. That's who it favors. <laughs> Jeff Sluman. Beat the BC Open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I mean seriously. Though, I think it favors Rom. How can you not choose Rom right now? It favors the power players because by far, you know, it's a long golf course. It's going to be. Is it the power players, or is it the same logic as uh, at, you know they were talking about with Augusta that the course is going to play long? And you're hitting in the rough. Is it the premium? Is the premium on accuracy off the tee? Some guy that's going to put it in play and have a good wedge game. Yeah, I think when the course is that soft, it favors the power players. So I have the odds for the who's like who's favorite currently. I'll just, I'm not going to give all of them, but I'm going to give like a couple of them. Rom's plus seven hundred. Scotty's at plus nine or nine to one. Rory's ten to one. Colin Jordan Brooks. Are all twenty to one, and then JT Shoffley and Cantlay are all at twenty-two to one. Already, yeah, that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Cantlay's numbers may change before he hits a shot. <laughs> I mean, there's there's other guys too. Like, I mean, look at look at a value of like say Matthew Fitz. He's forty to one right now. Oh, dude, he's one of the hottest. He's one of the hottest players on tour right now. One of the hottest players on tour. Put some money on Fitz. You have to I'm, at that at, at those odds. I may throw, I, I may log on tonight and throw some money on Fitz. I'm betting on Sean McKeel. Nice. <laughs> I got the reference. Yeah, there's there's a there's a lot of guys here that is I would he, consider is conquers, taking. If he conquers his butter, Morikawa. If Fitz put if Fitz played like he did it at Harbortown. 
Oh, that would be fun to watch. That would be fun to watch going up against somebody like who's hot right now, like Rom. That would be a fun, t- you know, those two battling it out coming down eighteen. Those two standing side by sides like David and Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you, so 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 looking at somebody like Brooks, for example, you think Brooks has a good showing? I mean, he's powerful. He's tough. He hits the ball a country mile. You know, he he if he gets his putter going again, he's a guy that could at twenty to one. He he's a guy that easily could make some noise this week. Not if Cantley's playing in front of him. <laughs> I don't think anybody would, if I'm being honest. Anybody playing behind him is going to shoot 75. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. And it's it's the golf swing that I probably like most on the PGA Tour. Xander Schauffele. Why is he not more successful? I think his putting lets him down, if I'm is being honest with you. Issue? I think he doesn't make he doesn't make the putts inside twenty feet that other like Jordan Spieth or JT or Scotty have for within the last couple of seasons. If I'm being honest, I I think truly his short game has let him down. I love watching that guy swing golf club. Now. Oh, his his oh it's 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 so easy. He never goes after it. And it's just it's just point A to point B. But yeah. I would say though, I want to know what his stats are inside of 125 yards for that matter, or what is what what are his up and down percentages, or what's his percentage of making putts inside twenty feet. Because I think ultimately, if you break it down by that, I think that's the reason why he doesn't win more. That's, that's where he falls short. Because all these guys can win any week. It's just a matter of strokes gain putting, and how and, and that's all it is. They make all their money, as we all know, inside 125 yards. Right, but the guys, to me, it's the Lexi Thompson thing, right? Mm-hmm. The people who are up at the top all the time, but never seem to to pull it out. Like, you know, there's a glaring weakness to an otherwise extremely strong golf game, you know? Yeah. And if you're if you're in the mix all the time, you know, usually it's it's the putter. I don't disagree one bit. And I think, I mean, as we all know, Oak Hill, they're not known for their huge greens that they have. So ultimately, yes, you have to hit the fairway because that rough's going to be an absolute bitch to to hit through. And honestly, I don't care if you have a pitching wedge out of that rough. You're probably, odds are, not going to be able to get to the green. It's most likely going to be a layup short and getting up and down. I was looking at some pictures of the golf course this week, and I forget. I think Golf Magazine showed up at the house. But that place looks incredible right now. Like, yeah. it looks incredible. It's been, I was at the I was at the Ryder Cup there in 89. No, 80, no, sorry, 95. I was at the Ryder Cup there. I was just at the PGA there when I was yeah. at Oak Hill last time. So let me let me uh let me throw something. So Xander's putting statistics. Shots gain putting. 27th. Yeah, he's a good putter. Putting average 24th. Here's where it starts getting entering. Putts per round, 47th. And this one, one putt percentage, 73rd. Sounds like it's it's an iron thing. So is he not hitting? I think, yeah, I think he's not hitting it close enough. Yeah. What's his strokes gained approach? Oh, stroke gained approach. Um. Sh- well, strokes gained total seventh, stroke gained off the tee ninety seventh. 
Okay. Stroke gained approach fourth. Okay, so it's a driving issue then. It's a driving issue. Yeah. Okay, in the now in the thicket of uh, Rochester, yeah, he's done. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's wipe him off the list. Yeah, don't bet on Xander. He's he's done. See ya. Note to self: don't don't fan duel him. But no, I I think it's going to be I I'm I'm again going back to what we talked about earlier. I think I'm hoping Mother Nature somewhat likes us and can can help get that golf course even more well, ready. That makes, that makes a random question that I wrote down here on the note. So which is, I saw this pop up in social. What do you prefer to play in? If you're going to play in adverse conditions, rainy, cold, windy, hot. Let's say give you. me give me eighty five with no wind every single day of the week. How hot! Well, like, well you got to pick. You got to pick one. Oh, like, like hundred. Like, like when I played when, when I took Andrew the when I took the boys we went and played Pinehurst number two and it was a hundred and five degree index. That's hot. Then I'm saying hot all day. Hot. Yeah, hot for me. And second is wind. Like, like the three the three devils are. Wind, rain, and cold. Right. If you if you put two of those together, it's miserable. Which it's, one do you hate playing in the most? Cold. Cold. Hmm. What say you? No, I would probably agree with that. I I I don't. I actually find wind. If I got of of those four, I'll come at it from the other angle. I'll take wind as the one I would prefer simply because I actually think more. Wind wind is a funner day on the golf course. Funner? It's a funner, funner. I would say that I, I tend to be more confident in the wind, if that makes sense, because I know that if I'm playing in a tournament where it's, say, blowing 15, 20 miles an hour, I know how to flight the ball, and I'm a good enough iron player where – automatically I'm, I'm already playing against the top third of the field for me. I'm more confident playing in wind because I, I can control my irons than others might, if that makes sense. But it, it, and if you uh, – rain, I don't mind as long as it's not too bad either. But if you combine wind or rain with cold, forget it. Oh, forget that. Absolutely it's, not. It's no way. Your misery. Rain went out the window as an option for me when I stopped playing for checks. You know, when we I had that eight, rain, <laughs> when we had that eighty-five degree week up here, it was glorious. It was awesome. It was perfect. And now I'm right back in hibernation. I haven't used my club since then, so I got to okay, go but, back off. And so, but you do you know where it was ex extremely cold? Because we got to get a shot in on this one, the Chevron. That yeah. final round was chilly. Yeah, it was brutal. I played that day. <laughs> and, it, and it was right down the road. So. Great finish. Great finish to the tournament. Yeah, it, it was an awesome finish. I, I think uh, one thing that was a little cringeworthy was trying to duplicate the diving in the water I was thing. just about to I was just about to say that the whole leap into the yet to be named Poppy's Pond yeah was it was horrible are you going to jump 
you should take off this. You should go jump. Make sure you walk out to the end of the platform before you jump because you're gonna you need to jump out far enough. Yeah, stupid, brutal, I mean, brutal. But it's it's I played I played in the Carlton Woods Invitational there last year, um, and you know it was uh, my game was dog shit, so I was driving it all over the planet. But that golf course is really fun, really good, and it was it was fun to see the girls play it. Um, and it and it also just really kind of to me proves just how consistent those girls are, the ones who are playing well, how consistent they are, and you know going around that place and really not making a whole lot of mistakes because there's a lot of mistakes to be made around that golf course. So. Andy, yes. Don't do that guy. Oh, do I have a couple of just oh, I will, absolutely you know, perfect? Do don't do okay. that guy. All right. So uh, this past weekend at the Northgate Country Club here in uh, Houston, Texas, um, we had two incidents on Saturday. Two don't be that guys in one day. It was it was wonderful. So. We're up in the uh, in the locker room after the men's golf association four club tournament, and we had the president of the men's golf association address the group. And shortly after that, one of the members told him that he better turn around or he's going to knock him out and throw him down the stairs. So nice country club behavior there. Yeah. Um, and ironically, on the same afternoon, our 18th tee kind of, you know, has the driving range to the right. Some guy hits it off the 18th tee, hits it on the driving range out of bounds, goes over and apologizes to the guy on the range. The guy in the range um, was having none of it and decided that he was going to threaten to go get his gun in his uh, golf bag on his cart. So two lovely don't be that guys who are in essence don't be that guy because neither of them are members at the club anymore. So note to self: do not conceal conceal your 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 handgun in your in your golf bag and threaten and threaten to use it on someone who hit a bad <laughs> tee shot. Jesus Christ! Or wow. or you can't threaten to knock someone out and throw them down the flight of stairs. Either. Hashtag don't be that guy. Yeah. Christian, God, I hope I never break that guy's window ever in life. Holy crap. I know. Christian, 18th green. What do you got? Um, you know, my my final thought is uh, you know, please continue to uh follow us on social media as we're growing rapidly. We got a lot of great stuff here planned for uh 2023 hopefully we can uh you know get the band back together here next week and uh, hopefully see each other in person here soon because i don't know i was shit talking alan a little bit before the show started about a big match going on between him and i that may be the match of the year i'm just saying it might draw more than capital one tiger versus phil that's all i'm saying so i've got a belt here we can use for the prize perfect (laughs) you know i'll bring a bucket for your tears um, that's my, uh, that's my final thought this week. 
So don't don't mess with the crafty veteran. No, Mr. Hydor. So um, I was was uh, fortunate enough last weekend to host one of our um, prior guests on the show, Mr. Austin Eaton of uh, U.S. Mid-Amateur Victory Masters fame, um, came down and played. Uh, we had a really good time. Um, it was good to see him. Uh, and as I close out this coming month, I will be switching memberships from Northgate back to the Champions Golf Club, which I'm pretty excited about. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I got a multitude of stuff, so I'll just I'll bullet point it real fast. Shout out to all the little the, the, the little dupers. I got ones moving to Greenville, South Carolina, pursue a new job. Most most jacked about being close to Pine, only two hours from Pinehurst. Little baby baby duper Tyler. Shout out to Carlisle Country Club, where he is finding a passion for golf. That's a beautiful thing. Can't hit his driver with shit, but he's he hit three wood three wood onto a par five today. He told me, and Thank shout you. out to Tommy, my bonus boy, for uh, competing and winning in classroom H scholastic thing in downtown Philadelphia. But you want to know who a good get deserves a good shout out? All three of them, obviously. Mike Sweeney. Go ahead and ask Christian, who's Mike Sweeney? Who's Mike Sweeney? Thank you. Mike Sweeney qualified for the hometown lenders championship while battling homelessness. Wow. Never played collegiate golf. Ruled seven 300 games in his lifetime. And while battling, living out of his car, qualified for a corn Ferry tour event. Way to go, Mike Sweeney. That's incredible. That's awesome, right? That's, That's awesome. Scary. That is good shit. <laughs> so Christian, when you play me, you're not going to hit it long and straight. <laughs> because it beats you hitting it short and crooked. Exactly. Yeah, but everything inside 20 feet is good. So, you know, yeah. you got to consider that too. Good night. You only have one opportunity to sell your golf property. Shouldn't you partner with an expert that offers you 30-plus years of golf industry experience combined with the reach of a global leader in real estate? Collier's International Golf Brokerage and Advisory Services understands your unique business needs. Whether it is brokerage, management, and consulting, be reassured that the market leader in the business of golf is providing you the real answers and practical solutions you deserve. Contact Golf Talk Live co-host and Collier's Golf Advisory Services member, Alan Depew today at 717-554-8519. That's 717-554-8519.